0: social, and human. Contact John Balserac at 888-949-7475 or on the web at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. And now here's John to help you create lifestyles and build legacies.
1: And welcome back to another show of creating lifestyles and building legacies. I'm your host, John Balserac with A4 Wealth Advisors, and my amazing co host, the one, the only, the Mr. Tony Shore. Tony, how are you this morning?
0: Uh, I'm doing good. I'm just happy to be here with you, John, and thanks for having me on. Uh, We always have fun when we get together, don't we? And uh, I know things are going great for you. We just, uh, you know, we've had a great week after the holiday weekend. It's been a lot of fun.
1: It has. It has. In the fall, just for listeners out there, is a fantastic time to start planning. You know, the kids are going back to school, and people are thinking about their goals. Uh, are they on track? And on so many other shows and podcasts, honey, we've talked about so many people out there just not having to plan. Yeah, you know, People don't plan to fail. They just fail to plan. Life gets in the way. I mean, we're just, I feel like we're busier now than we've ever been as a country. I mean, do you feel that way? Like the microwave society, but oh, we, have, we have all these advances crazy. in technology, but yet there's just no time left out of the, in the day. Um, and so many people push back things that they know they need to do like financial planning, uh, you know, like getting their estate plans done and all these other things that they should be doing. So if you're out there listening today, do not be discouraged. Uh, many people fall in that same category. Uh, the big thing is, you know, Hey, let's do something about it. And today's show, we're going to talk about social security changes and how that could impact your monthly check. So for oh, wow. people out there that are, that are taking social security or thinking about triggering social security, this is going to be a fantastic show.
0: All right. Well, let's hear about those social security changes.
1: Okay. So. Uh, The changes, uh, actually, the changes that could affect Social Security recipients and even those who have not yet filed for Social Security, these are the people that we're going to be discussing today. And one of our sources today uh, is from The Motley Fool. You know, we've used them a lot. They got some really good information. And it's called the five Social Security changes in 2020 that could affect your take-home income. So... For those next year that maybe we're gonna trigger Social Security, this will apply to you. Uh, You know, for years, Tony, Social Security has served as the backbone of retirement income for millions of Americans, even though that should not be your only source. If it is, we need to talk about saving money. But, you know, Social Security was ushered in by FDR back in 1935. Tony, I think you were in college back then, right? (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, no, I was not yet born, but, okay. uh, Just I do checking. remember reading about Roosevelt.
1: Yeah. Well, one of our most famous American presidents. Yeah. And, um, you know, 1935. So that's when this started. Yeah. And by the start of the 1940s, the system was paying out monthly ongoing benefits to those who were eligible for those benefits. Um, And, you know, Social Security isn't just a big pile of money that gets slowly paid out to those eligible. Um, You know, Social Security needs to be funded. And because it has to be funded, it therefore has limitations. Uh, You know, that's not to say that you shouldn't be able to rely on Social Security for at least some of your monthly income, but certainly not all, right? Um, You know, a lot of people at best it might make up or replace 40% of your working income. So we want to do things outside of Social Security, but we also want to maximize Social Security.
0: Yeah, well, and that's something you talk about a lot, is maximizing Social Security benefits. A lot of people leave a lot of money on the table, uh, but how many people out there are actually receiving Social Security benefits? It's pretty much everybody, right?
1: Yeah, according to, this is another Motley Fool article, 55 all-inclusive social security facts. I thought that was interesting. Uh, There are nearly 63 million people that are receiving social security checks each month. And this group includes retired workers, uh, survivors of deceased workers, uh, the long-term disabled, and potentially their qualifying immediate families. Uh, Nearly 45 million of the total recipients are retired, and they are 70% of all beneficiaries and receive a monthly check. So I know according to the 2018 Mass Mutual Social Security Survey, more than six in 10 retirees count on those monthly checks for at least half of their income. That's a lot. Uh, That's a
0: lot, yeah. It
1: really, really is. And Social Security is even more vital for more than a third of these retired workers. They rely on monthly benefits for 90 to a hundred percent of their monthly income wow you know when someone comes in the office and they say hey you know they said they got a healthy check say it's twenty four hundred dollars a month which is not bad for social security and then that's all they have i'm thinking how do they do it you know you can have your house paid off and you know hopefully you're debt free but you're really watching every dollar that you spend and You know, for the younger listeners out there, you know, you don't want to put yourself into a position where you're highly stressed when you're retired and that you have to pinch every single penny. But if you don't plan properly and all you have is Social Security, that's exactly what's going to happen. So remember, you need to plan the right way. Um, If you don't know how to do that, you can give our office a call. Um, Our local number here in Lake Norman is 704-509-1141. Um and our office is always here to stand by and to take your call and then to get you in for a free consultation. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't cost anything to meet with us, and we want to find out if we can help you. Most of the times, we can definitely put together a plan and help you and get you started because so many people out there, Tony, I feel like are in neutral, and people today are just distracted. And, you know, if they could if they could sit with a financial professional, one that has a fiduciary responsibility – to act in their best interest. I think that they could overcome that and then start a plan and then work their plan.
0: Yeah. Yep. Work the plan. And I can imagine, John, that for so many people who rely on social security, any reduction in take-home income would have a big impact on their financial lives then.
1: Big time. I mean, I think it, I think it has multiple effects. I mean, I think about people that if they got a 10 or 15% reduction, what that does to their stress level, their blood pressure, <laughs> you know, because they got to figure out how they're going to cut that 10 or 15% out of their budget. Um, So, you know, I also found in the article it's very interesting and important to look at, you know, these are valuable things that people need to know. um, And not all are negative. Or Not all are negative changes. So I think the first change mentioned in the five Social Security changes in 2020 that could affect your take-home income deals with the Social Security Administration cost of living adjustment. That's also known as COLA, C-O-L-A. And each year in the second week of October, which we have coming up, uh, the Social Security Administration announces changes in the program for the upcoming year. That could directly impact what beneficiaries are paid on a monthly basis. So, you know, one aspect of that announcement is that the adjustment will often change from the uh, from year to year. Uh, the COLA is measured, of course, by the CPI. That's the Consumer Price Index for urban wage earners and clerical workers. It's called the CPIW, Tony, because I know that you're into acronyms. Yeah, I um, love them. But if the average uh, figure has risen from the previous year, beneficiaries out there are gonna receive a raise, which is nice. Uh, and that's equal to the percentage increase year-over-year, year. Uh, and of course, the raise is always rounded to the nearest 0.1%. Uh, and then each year, colas calculation is unique, uh, and they can be hard to predict without a full year's you know worth of data. You know, so they need lots of data to, ha- to make these calculations. The Motley Fool article cites forecasts around 1.7 to 1.8%, and for most Social Security beneficiaries out there, Tony, Uh, that would result in a raise of about $25 a month. I tell people, listen, every dollar counts. But, you know, you you can't always count on these colas to happen because they don't always happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And $25 a month, it it isn't a lot of money, but it does add up over time. That's not two extra pizzas a month, Tony. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's good (laughs) for extra pizza. But it does add up over time as well, right?
1: It absolutely does. I tell people every little bit helps. And, you know, COLA might not be growing as fast as it should be. Uh, I know that according to a May 2019 study released by the Senior Citizens League, uh, this article was titled Social Security Benefits Lose 33% of Buying Power Since 2000. So that means historically since 2000, I mean, what, in the last 19 years, um, people have been losing buying power. You know, even though they get colas here and there, it's not keeping up with the cost and goods and services that we pay for. So that's important for people to keep in mind. I know that when we do a retirement income planning report, we look at, you know, projected tax rates and then we factor back in inflation because, you know, a million dollars uh, 20 years ago was not a million dollars today. It's a lot less. So you need to figure that out when you're looking at your income plan, Tony, to make sure that you have enough money and that you're making adjustments you know, for a COLA that may not be keeping up um, with, the, with the real cost of goods and services. So your check, your future check, I should say, is not going to buy as much. No. Um, you know, The study also said that fresh food and medical costs were among these goods that had the fastest price increase during the past year.
0: I said fresh food, Tony, not
1: fast food. Fresh food.
0: Oh, yeah, fresh food, yeah.
1: And I'm sure that I don't have to tell you this, Tony, but fresh food and medical expenses are hardly an area that, you know, the retirees can afford to cut back on, right? I mean, people, I think, in general are trying to eat healthier out there, and anything organic or fresh or healthy tends to be a lot more expensive at the grocery store.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And health care costs continue to go up. I don't really see those going down. I know that, um, you know, it's just really hard to keep those costs in check. They just continue to go up. So those are two big ticket items out there that people need to account for when when they look at their income plan. Yeah,
0: and those are important things to spend money on, and they certainly don't qualify as luxuries that could be reduced either.
1: No, yeah, very difficult. And that's exactly why I wanted to discuss the cost of living adjustment today in our podcast. You know, even if it does rise each year during retirement, it will likely not keep pace with the cost of goods and services. And, you know, a -a soon-to-be-retiree should adjust their own budgets to avoid feeling the pain of the potential income gap. So I think all that's really important.
0: Yeah, it's hugely important. And it might not be pleasant news to hear, but it's good to know about that potential gap between the COLA, the cost of living adjustment, and the actual cost of goods and actual inflation. So back to that article, is there any of that good news that you mentioned before?
1: There is some good news, and the article cites that withholding thresholds for early filers should rise in 2020. Uh, There are various income levels that equate to uh, withholding levels, and I highly recommend that you discuss the details with your financial advisor. I think that that's critical. You know, uh, those income thresholds traditionally rise when the cola is positive or when that raise uh, we discussed earlier goes into effect. Uh, A higher income level means more money that can be earned before SSA benefits begin to be withheld. So, you know, getting with the professionals critical. You know, finding out what your PIA is, looking at all your sources of income, all your different buckets of money out there. And figuring out, you know, how do I make my money last? How do I preserve it? You know, what asset or buckets do I spend down first? You know, what filing strategies should I use to maximize Social Security? These are questions that if you are retired or retiring soon, you should be asking yourself. And, you know, don't wait till the year that you retire. You know, the sooner you start planning, the better you can make changes or adjustments to your plan and maximize your plan, which I think everybody that listens to our podcast wants to do, Tony.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, you definitely want to do that. So, if the Social Security Administration withholds earnings
1: from early filers, is that money lost? That's a fantastic question uh, and a good point of clarification. Um, Those withheld benefits aren't lost for good.
0: At least the benefits they withhold due to you earning more money in income, right?
1: That's right. So you do get them back in the form of a higher monthly payout once you reach your full retirement age. So in that way you aren't, you know, being punished for continuing to work. Does that make yeah. sense?
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. Now, we should take a quick moment here to let our listeners know how to get a hold of you.
1: Yeah, you know, for listeners out there that want to learn more, need to get a plan, want to maximize Social Security, they may need help, you know, managing their 401k or know how much they need to fund to hit their retirement goals. Give us a call, come into our free consultation. The only thing that's gonna cost you is your time. It's gonna cost our time too, but we're gonna give you a lot of free information and give you a tentative plan that you can work. Uh, our toll-free number is 704-509-1141. Uh, our, and again, we always have people standing by to take your phone call. Uh, We also give out uh, free books for the first five callers, Tony. Uh, Our book, Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies, it's a roadmap for financial independence. We recommend that if you're retired or retiring soon, you get a copy of that.
0: And as a reminder, listeners, this is Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies with our host, John Balserak, from A4 Wealth Advisors, and I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, today we are talking about social security changes, and John, you've given us a lot to think about how they might impact our monthly benefits, and you're talking about that motleyfool.com article, five social security changes in 2020 that could affect your take-home income. And in that first segment, we talked about two of the changes mentioned in the article, and I've been taking notes. You talked about the cost of living adjustment and the withholding threshold of retirement earnings for early filers in case they're also working. If they earn too much money, the social security is going to withhold some of your social security benefit. Um, so uh, you, I took good notes, don't you think?
1: I think you took fantastic notes, Tony. Excellent. That's pretty, pretty good. Um, so it's well said. You definitely took some good notes. And next, we're going to move our focus on the Social Security Administration's maximum monthly payout. Mm. So this is the highest amount any beneficiary can receive each month, regardless of how much they paid into the system over time. So according to AARP.org and their Social Security Resource Center, the most an individual who files a claim for Social Security retirement benefits in 2019 can receive per month is 3,770 for someone who files at age 70. Uh, 2861 for someone who files at full retirement age. That could be 66 or 67, depending upon when they're born. Um, And then 2209 for someone who files at the earliest age, which is age 62. So 3770 for 70, uh, 2861 for FRA, either 66 or 67. And then twenty two oh nine for someone who's sixty two. So that's important to have those numbers. And anyone oh, yeah. who earned the maximum taxable income, which is the amount of your income paid to social security and taxes for at least thirty five years of their working lives is eligible for the maximum benefit. Um, so that's gonna impact, you know, only some of the top earners out there that made a like you know,
0: like athletes and movie stars.
1: Well, athletes, movie stars, you know, business owners. Um, you know, I mean, it, 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 the thing is, this is why working a couple extra years, your earlier years fall off. So if you were, you know, just delivering pizza or just doing something in college to, to get by, and then you made a lot more money in your peak earning years, those early years drop off. So those peak earning years later on make a big difference. and that This is another reason why, you know a lot of people out there may want to work a couple of extra years you know not only to, to get the full retirement age but to have those those year those older years drop off so your highest 35 gives you a bigger paycheck
0: yeah yeah good point good point point. Uh, and uh, you know we talk about uh, yeah if you have a lot of money sometimes that affects it but uh, it can affect a lot going back of people. going
1: back to your question about millionaire athletes and movie stars um, let's just, let's just put this in the context of so the maximum taxable income in context for 2019 is 132,900. So I think those people probably make millions of dollars, but 132,900. Um, so while that's, you know, quite the income level, it certainly encompasses more than just millionaires out there. Tony. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so 132,900. I mean, there's a lot of people that make that yep. and the maximum benefit did increase in 2019 at a substantial rate. Um, You know, I don't envision such a large increase this year, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise me uh, if the top contributors did see some type of increase. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Well, and it sounds like good news for especially the top earners then.
1: Well, it's not all good news for higher earners. You know, the next change mentioned in the Motley Fool article impacts those wealthier workers and wealthier workers can expect to pay more into the program. Uh, this is likely to continue if inflation rises on a year-to-year basis as measured by the CPIW, like we talked about earlier. So payroll tax is the largest portion of Social Security's funding. In 2018, the payroll tax was provided $885 billion, with a B, to Social Security. That's a lot wow. of money.
0: Wow, that's, yeah. Well, if you're, that's if, real if you're a that's real money. to like you I, and I am
1: and you have employees, I mean, payroll tax is expensive. You know, it's, it's yeah. what you're paying that person plus an additional, you know, 15% on top of that. That doesn't go to them, it goes to Uncle Sam, you know? Social Security, I mean, those payroll taxes are a lot. So all their sources provided around $115 billion. So anyone earning between one cent and the maximum taxable income amount is hit with a 12.4% payroll tax. 12.4%. Wow. And this percentage adjusts each year and step with the National Average Wage Index. So, you know, if you're a business owner out there and you pay people, you have employees, 12.4% on top of what they get paid goes to payroll tax. Wow. Wow. So uh, you mentioned something there. What is the
0: National Average Wage Index?
1: The National Average Wage Index, so that's that's NAWI, N-A-W-I, and that's a measure of U.S. wage trends calculated annually by the government. Uh, It provides insight into the general direction of wage trends. Uh, It can also serve to alert policymakers to potential wage inflation, which this country really needs that. I think we need more wage inflation because that means that the economy is not just sitting flat and we can afford to pay people more. Uh, but the Federal Reserve may consider the movement of the Maui when decided on whether to raise or lower interest rates, you know? So I I guess the thought process there, Tony, is that people are earning more than people can afford to pay more uh, for interest, you know? know, The Fed right now lowered interest rates because they might be a little bit worried. We saw an inverted yield curve. That means that long-term rates uh, were less than short-term rates, so they think that maybe in the future the economy's not going to be as strong. So, but you know, wage inflation is a good thing because that, that means that companies are making more and they can afford to pay their people more. And I think if more people make more money, then they'll spend more money and that stimulates the economy too.
0: Yeah. So it's all it's another piece to the government's larger calculations.
1: That's correct. And since COLA and now we likely are to be positive in twenty twenty, it's likely that the top end of the wage spectrum is likely to pay more in payroll taxes. Mm. So, you know, it's good to make a lot of money, but people always tell us, even our clients, you know, John, why am I paying so much in tax? Well, you make a lot of money. You know, if you're paying, trust me, it's better to make more money and pay more in tax than to not make money and pay no tax. Because the net net difference is to the the good if you're making more and paying more. Oh, yeah. Um, It's just the way that it works. It's the way the system works, you know. So be glad if you're paying taxes. That means you're making really good money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, before we get on to the final change uh, from that article that you wanted to talk about, John, uh, let's let our listeners know once again how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation.
1: Yeah. So at A4Wealth, you know, we have a very um, dedicated planning process, and we're, we're out there, Tony, to help people. Um, Not only with their goal setting, but their financial planning and give them clarity when it comes to their financial lives. That gives them confidence and to keep them on track. The problem is, most people don't sit down long enough to make a plan. So, we want you to come in free of charge and make one. Our number is 704 509 1141. We love to sit down with you and get a plan in place. If you already have a plan, maybe we can give you a second opinion on that plan and maybe add more value or tell you how to do it cheaper, or maybe you need more safety. We just don't know until you come in. But getting a second opinion is also critical. So we welcome that.
0: All right, thanks so much, John. And listeners, this is Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies, and we're talking about Social Security changes and how they can impact your monthly benefits. And I believe we have one final change uh, in Social Security that could affect uh, people's take-home income to talk about today. What is that change, John, and who does it impact?
1: Well, Tony, uh, did you know that more than 10 million people each month receive a payout from Social Security Disability Insurance, SSDI?
0: No, I actually did not.
1: Of that 10 million, nearly 8.5 million are disabled workers, Oh. uh, with the remaining amount being spouses or children of these disabled workers. So in order to qualify for SSDI, Social Security Disability, beneficiaries must meet the rigorous requirements of a long-term disability. Uh, And that is defined by the Social Security Administration. Uh, In addition, they also aren't allowed to earn more than a defined amount of income per month if they're receiving an SSDI benefit. So that's important to know.
0: Yeah, that's huge. So what are the limits on income that someone who qualifies for the SSDI benefit, uh, what, are, what is that?
1: So in 2019, the disabled beneficiary can earn up to 1220 a month before their benefits would be stopped. In comparison, beneficiaries who are legally blind can earn up to $2,040 a month before benefits cease. So $1,220 um, for someone who's disabled, 2040 if you're blind, And these two figures both increased uh, from 2018. If the consumer price index for urban wage earners and clerical workers, CPIW, which sets the rate again for CPI, COLA, that's cost of living adjustments. If they increase as expected, there should also be an increase in the income thresholds related to those disabled workers. So if you're disabled or you're blind, then your checks, your monthly checks, should also go up.
0: Hmm. So it seems like there are a lot of changes that impact Social Security and its monthly benefit.
1: Yes, I would say that's a true statement. Um, and a lot of people just don't know what to do. So you know, yeah. another powerful tool that can change your monthly benefit check is delaying your Social Security benefit. So, you know, you're eligible at 62 to take it, maybe don't take it at 62. Um, Delay it for a lot of different reasons. Uh, If you can comfortably work past 62 without Social Security, once you do decide to accept it, let's just say at 70, your monthly check will go up considerably. Now, that doesn't work for everybody, okay? Some people are in a situation where they they can't stand their job or they're in high stress or they've got medical problems. But for a lot of people out there, if you, if you have a good work environment, you're making really good money, you enjoy the people you work with, and you don't need to trigger it at 62, just getting to full retirement age is a significant difference because um, you definitely don't want to work uh, and trigger because then you can, you can be negatively benefited if you make over a certain amount of income. So again, it's going to be different for every person that's out there, but find out what's right for you. If you don't know the best strategy, let's find out what the best strategy is specifically for you, and then we can kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. And a bigger monthly benefit check, obviously, sounds great to me, and I'm sure our listeners would love that as well.
1: Yeah. For many retirees, Social Security benefits from the you know the foundation of their retirement income, because that's what it is, when you look at that, their pensions, some other things out there. So in order to make sure that they maximize the benefits, you need to have a solid grasp of how Social Security works. Uh, We have a proprietary software program called Social Security Maximization, and it's going to tell us, you know, what is your Social Security benefit amount, Uh, when is the best time to start taking it, Uh, what are the different options if you are married, spousal benefits, does earning additional income while you're on Social Security impact the value of your lifetime benefit? What is the real cost of paying taxes on your Social Security benefit? And you know, does it give you the maximum benefit? And how, you know, how do we put this all together? People just don't know. And I think that our Social Security maximization program helps people find out what's best for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's critical. And Social Security obviously is a vital part of any good retirement strategy, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. You know, it's nice to have Social Security. And, you know, that's going to become one of your income sources. So why not maximize it? You know, if you're, you have to remember, you're paying into the system too. Every time you as a worker uh, get your paycheck, a portion of your paycheck gets paid into this. It pays into Social Security. It pays into Medicare. So when you retire, it's time to maximize and get the most you can back out of it. So for listeners out there, if you don't have a plan, give us a call. Our toll-free number, again, is 704-509-1141. Call our local office, and we would love to sit down, set up a time with you, and, again, help you put together a cogent plan.
0: Sounds great. And our time is up for this week's show. John, uh, why don't you give that web address and phone number one more time before we have to
1: go? Sure. Our local number here in the Carolinas is 704-509-1141. And our website is www.a4, that's letter A, numeric for wealth, dot com. All right. And that does it for today's episode
0: of Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies with our host, John Balser.